When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Off the bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Good morning, great to have your company. It isn't Paul Hazelby, it's my co-host for the week, Mark Reddings. G'day Mark, how are you going? Uh, Jimmy, great to be with you. Hayes had a big function last night, the life memberships for the Fremantle Dockers. So I'm tipping, just guessing a wild guess, he might have pulled up a little bit sore than normal, the Hayes, but uh, God bless him and all those Fremantle Docker life members who got together last night to celebrate uh, that very special club. Of course, the Doig medal tonight. Have you got a tip for that? Look, I think when you look at what's happened this year, certainly when it came to the Brownlow medal, David Mundy, 20 mm. votes. He was a standout Brownlow-wise. I'm not sure it's going to be that distinct in the Doig medal tonight. When you look at the contenders, I mean, Sean Darcy, very good. Uh, Adam uh, Andrew Brayshaw uh, had his moments as well. Caleb Sarong. I still think David will have enough votes, and, and bear in mind, Nat Fife probably didn't play enough footy yeah. over a long period of time. But I still think uh, the Barra will get across the line and win another Doig medal. Let's get into the golden moments of the week. Skeet, McMahon, opportunities as good as gold. McMahon, be more. Now, the obvious one, the AFL Grand Final, the spectacle that Western Australia, that Optus Stadium in Perth put on. You must be so proud. I know I was so privileged and lucky to be there. How did you enjoy the day? I've been in the business for about 30 years, Jimmy, and I walked to the ground on last Saturday, seven days ago today, and I was proud in the morning when I woke up, and I was even more pumped with what the job we did. When it came to the spectacle the weather, the entertainment, the match itself, albeit the result was 70-plus points to Melbourne. It didn't feel like that. It was just a great day, a great advertisement, and it does open the conversation, maybe not the next couple of years, but certainly with regards to the AFL Grand Final, should it be locked away Melbourne year in, year out? Well, we've shown this year that Perth, down the track, albeit in three, four, five years, even a decade from now, should be in the conversation if they decide to maybe make it a more national competition. If we're, if we're serious about being a national competition, having the grand final every single year for the next 50 or however many years it is at the MCG, it doesn't make any sense. So we've had it in Brisbane, we've had it in Perth, and both did it capable. They, they showed that they're capable. So I can't see any reason why, apart from the contract, obviously, that... Adelaide and Sydney couldn't pull it off. Absolutely. Well, contracts are made to be broken. This is a long term, and there has to be some sort of financial inducement to bring it back to WA. Uh, look, Queensland last year did the job and adequately, given the circumstances. Yep. But I think it's fair to say, without being too parochial, that Perth took it to another level. And the Dreamtime game gave us a glimpse, and then the grand final proved that we can do this on a spectacular level. So full marks to the AFL and the state government in the end for coming together, getting it across the line. Uh, but the MCG, despite the fact we don't want it there every year, it is still a wonderful place to go to. And the Victorians love their footy. So uh, let's bear in mind, it's got a great history, but certainly moving forward, perhaps 
there's an opportunity. Just take it around the country where suitable. You've been lucky enough to go to some grand finals at the G-Skeet. How, how many would you have been to in Melbourne? Oh, about 20, I reckon. It's wow. been been fantastic. My wow. first was back in 87, Carlton Hawthorne, and even going back as recently as uh, that 2018 yeah. grand final, which was remarkable, <laughs> between the Eagles and Collingwood. 19 Giants thrashed by the Tigers. But there's a, a great buzz about that ground. 100,000 people. You can't deny that. But I think it's... COVID, unfortunately, has meant we've had to um, open our eyes as to what else can occur uh, moving forward in the next decade or two. Mark Redding's in for Paul Hayes with Jimmy Williams with you as well. Great to have your company. Golden moments there for McMahon. McMahon has opportunities as good as gold. Visit careers.mcmahon.com.au. McMahon, be more. We'll be back soon. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Jimmy Williams with Mark Reddings filling in for Paul Hayes. We, of course, Mark, it is a massive day for the WAFL. We had the AFL Grand Final last week, but today a huge game. Subiaco taking on South Fremantle. Subiaco, what a dynasty they've created over the years. And they've got another chance at another premiership today. Yeah, their fifth flag potentially in eight years, which is quite remarkable. It's a festival of footy, Jimmy. You've got to mention that along the way. And it's felt like it's gone for about a year, but it's been the best two or three weeks of our footy lives. And uh, the great news is that up to 30,000 fans expected today at Optus wow. Stadium. Forecast hasn't been all that great this week, but I think just the momentum created by the AFL Grand Final, people want to go to Optus Stadium. They want to see a good game of footy. South Fremantle, they're a bit banged up, I have to say. They've got some injured players, which you have to wonder whether they're going to come up. Dylan Mayne, their captain. Uh, Blaine Wilson's been sore. Uh, all that comes into play at the back end of the season. They've lost Schlensog, their key back. So that's a major concern. And uh, young Donaldson, who is a lively small forward. So they've got some question marks over their fitness level. Subiaco won the second semi by uh, 22 points. Had a week off. They've got some hardened bodies. Bear in mind they la- lost last year's uh, final series by not even getting in there. So they missed out last year. The eye of the tiger has returned, and that to me is uh, very worrying for the Bulldogs. There could be a special story out of today's grand final if Subiaco are to win Skeeter. Of course, Brandon and Bailey Matera in the same team. Of course, uh, Brandon, delisted by Fremantle at the end of last year, he had that desire to continue to play AFL. He didn't get the chance, so he's teamed up with a family member at Subiaco. This would be some kind of story for those two. Yeah, and speaking of stories, what about Lachlan Delahunty? If they win, it's five flags for him. What a story, what a career. And there's a few Subiaco players that have just got them racked up in their trophy cabinet. Outstanding they are. And they're a team that... If you watch them closely, as I have during the year, Jimmy, they just grind teams into the dirt. They don't play with much flash or panache, but once they get on top of you, gee, they're a hard team to, to get back and, and control the game. For anyone who loves their WA footy, that looking at Subiaco over the past seven or eight years, they've just been the benchmark every year. Even, even Yes, they didn't win the grand final last year, but the change that they've gone through, Jared Schofield was obviously there and left to pursue opportunities in the AFL system. Well, what Bob Wardman's done has been phenomenal. And for the players to bring in guys and develop them all across the board, recruits and local development has just been second to none. And what people, I think, forget, Skeet, I was lucky enough to be at a couple of grand finals that Subi played Peel in. Playing, they were playing Fremantle's aligned Peel team that had 15 mm. or so players in the team. This team could have won quite easily in a different era without an alignment, two more premierships. And then we'd be talking about the greatest streak of any waffle team ever, I'd imagine. Yeah, which uh, is good in the respect of Subiaco's history, but for the waffle, it's not great. They want a more even competition. So, appeal, credit to them, they've got there. But this Subiaco lineup, they just have done a great job over a long period of time. People say, yeah, they've had the financial backing to get players. That's being said, uh, you can only 
do what you've got in front of you. And last year, put the asterisk there, was a shortened season. Subiaco, warm favourites today, rightfully so. And the other game which will create a bit of interest, I have to say, is the Colts' uh, right. grand final between Claremont and Swan Districts because a lot of AFL recruiters will look at the players from that match to see who can stand up on the big stage, being the Colts' decider. Now, you're calling the the both games or just the one league game? Doing the league game and uh, hosting some other stuff for, for the yep. Colts. So, looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be a terrific day. As, as we mentioned, uh, it should be 30,000 people there, which I think, when you look back last year, we had 10,000 at Fremantle Oval, which was a great crowd, yep. confined space. If they can get past 31,000, it will be the biggest waffle crowd, I think, for this century. So, that would be huge. Can South Fremantle do it? Can they upset Subi? I don't think so. I just feel they're a bit banged up. Mind you, last week, they kept Claremont goalless until the last quarter, but then conceded the final four goals of the game to win by 11 points. It was a strange game. The Tigers would be kicking themselves, particularly someone like Bailey Rogers, who the Sandover medalist, thinking, oh, if we just got our act together a little bit earlier, it could have been a magnificent double for him. Todd Curley said earlier this week that uh, there's only two teams in the grand final and they're one of them. So uh, they've got the chance, the South Fremantle team, but it's going to be such a big task. Absolutely. And the midfielder Subiaco probably against uh, South, obviously, is the key. My concern for South is uh, that the forward line of Subiaco might just be a bit strong with a couple of those key backs missing for South from Mantle. Uh, look, they've got some key players, the Bulldogs. You know that uh, uh, Shaw is going to be a weapon. We know that Jimmy Miller can bob up. We know that Sloyth can push forward. Mm. But, yeah, Subiaco, I trust them more. I think they'll get across the line. Three or four goals would be my margin. Mark Redding's in the chair for Paul Hayes. will be Jimmy Williams with you on this Saturday morning. Great to have your company. We'll be back with more in a moment. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Jimmy Williams with Mark Reddings on your Saturday morning. It's great to have your company. Skeeter, let's do this. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Dial before you dig. It is the essential first step. And Skeet, I know you want to have a crack at someone or something. You look fired up. Well, I'm a bit angry. I'm just trying to work out what's happening up in Queensland at the moment. And we know it's a tough job with COVID. But at the start of the week, there was a Sheffield Shield game scheduled between Tasmania and Queensland at the Allen Border Field. And before play started, we knew there was a a bit of an, an outbreak or certainly some COVID concerns. And so the Tasmanian cricketers dashed home to uh, the little Apple Isle to get away from the danger of COVID, uh, which is fine, fair enough. The only issue we have with that is uh, six days later or thereabouts, we're going to have 75% capacity at Suncorp Stadium for tomorrow's NRL decider between the Penrith Panthers and South Sydney. Uh, Where are we at? And it begs the question, after seeing this Sheffield Shield match cancelled, the English Cricket Board is getting a bit confused and concerned about what this means for them coming down under for the Ashes, which, of course, already has a few question marks against it. So if you're the English Cricket Board, who are you actually speaking with? Are you speaking with state and federal governments or are you speaking with Cricket Australia? Or is that where the confusion's coming in? The problem is, and you're exactly right, the English Cricket Board is dealing with state governments and Cricket Australia, but there are different manners of attacking COVID around the country. As we know, with Queensland and WA, it's been very strict. And New South Wales, their issues. Victoria, their issues. So there's a lot to juggle in terms of what we're going to see with the Ashes this summer. But if we're trying to paint ourselves into a corner, and we know some English cricketers are concerned about the quarantine when they arrive in Australia, two weeks, their family, which they want to come along as well. I understand that. But let's be honest. Put your big boys' pants on. You're playing for your country in an Ashes series. This has to be overcome because it will be a disaster. And I know that Nathan Lyon and a few others have said if it was reversed and we were going over to England to play and had to quarantine for two weeks, we would not hesitate. Let's hope the English 
because they've got no Ben Stokes, possibly. Joffre Archer uh, is not out here with an elbow injury. They're worried about getting thumped that they decide, no, this is all too difficult. Did you see what Kevin Peterson said on social media, Skeet? Yeah, well, talking about players being done with bubbles and hubs and all that, I do get it. Look, it's difficult. It's not easy, but that's the world we're living in. And if you're going to sacrifice any series, it's not going to be the Ashes. I mean, Australia's a great place to visit. We know it's difficult at times. We know the quarantine will be difficult. But surely the money they're being paid, and let's be honest, there are only a couple of countries, three, that are being paid really, really well. India, Australia and England. The rest are paupers in the world of cricket. So, as I said, we have to make this happen. The English have to stand up and say, yes, we will do our bit. And the Australian, whether it's the government or the Cricket Australian authorities have to come to the party and make sure it's workable. Mark Redding's very strong on the upcoming series and summer of cricket here. Of course, let's hope England come down under. Let's hope we get a test match here in Western Australia. The dig, dial before you dig. It is the essential first step. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry. We will be back with more after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Jimmy Williams. Good morning, great to have your company. Mark Redding's in for Paul Hazelby and let's do a sports update for Novus. There's a Novus near you, 13, 22, 34. For all those football fans who love the off-season skeet, it's like Christmas because the AFL trade period will get underway next week, but there's already been some moves made. Mabar Chol is heading to the Gold Coast and, of course, George Hewitt has nominated Carlton as a restricted free agent, so it'll be interesting to see if Sydney match the offer there. And one more move, Jake Kelly from Adelaide is heading to Essendon. That deal was done yesterday. Of course, yeah, that's uh, no surprise with those three movements you mentioned, Jimmy. Uh, next week, of course, uh, from a, a local point of view, uh, Adam Shearer, how will that mm. deal be completed with Carlton? I think it'll get done without too many questions. A lot of people were upset during the week with the suggestion that it would just be uh, Carlton uh, getting Adam Chera for pick six. And a lot of Fremantle fans are upset with that because they feel he's worth more given that he was a high draft pick himself and now he's a better player. Yeah, unders. Definitely unders if you're a Fremantle supporter because at the end of the day, they've developed him for four years. He's got nearly 80 games of experience under his belt. He's a better player than when they got him. So if you're a Fremantle official or supporter, you're demanding more than just that first pick from Carlton. So I think they'll get a second pick. Where it ends up remains to be seen. And whether another club gets involved to facilitate that is also an issue. And of course, Jared Brander, the question mark against him, West Coast Eagles, where does he land from here? And Sam Petrovsky-Seaton, think he's coming across to the Eagles, yeah. but there's going to be a bit of toing and froing, I suspect, on that front as well. Speaking of people changing clubs, what a get for the Perth glory yesterday. Daniel Sturridge heading to Perth to play for our Perth glory. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal get for the club. All I have to say is glory, glory, <laughs> Perth glory. Yes, Daniel Sturridge will get the crowd up and about. It's a magnificent achievement by Tony Sage and the team. He's only 32 years of age. Of course, Chelsea, Liverpool. Uh, he's won two FA Cups, a UEFA Champions League titles, Premier League title. It's fantastic. He's been playing in Turkey, but... The discussions happen pretty quickly between manager, player and club and it's come to pass that he's heading west, which is fantastic news. Where does this stack up for you, Skeet? Because the A-League's had some pretty big names come down under and play in our league. Where do you reckon this one sits? Yeah, well, Del Piero, magnificent. Uh, Dwight York, of course, came down. Some of those players a little bit older um, and we know that in their mid-30s, probably lost a yard of pace. But at 32 yeah. years of age, we know that Diego Castro, off the back of this, by the way, unlikely to be at the club, in fact, almost certainly to, to depart given the rules that are in place. But no, I think it's fantastic. If it's not 
uh, in the top two. It's certainly uh, in that vicinity for A-League recruits. And the whole competition should be buoyed by this because the crowds will be boosted, uh, boosted by this. Uh, the Glory membership will go through the roof, you suspect. Uh, even pre-COVID levels, we're hearing it could get back to. So lots of positives for the Glory. And let's be honest, they finished ninth last year. They needed impetus. They needed a reason for fans to come back and see them. And Daniel Sturridge has uh, got star quality next to his name. Certainly got me excited. Of course, Chris Conamedi is one of those star players leaving the Glory. A sports update for Novus. Don't let your old windscreen end up as landfill. Call Novus Class 13 22 There is another grand final on this week. Skeet, the NRL grand final. Have you got a tip? Who do you like to win? Do you have an affiliation with either of them? Who do you hope to win the NRL grand final? It's going to be a beauty because Penrith, South Sydney. Mm-hmm. Penrith so good defensively. South Sydney with Wayne Bennett, the master coach. He's bowing out from South after this game. Uh, bear in mind, South's got the job done against Penrith during the final. So uh, it's a intriguing game with only 75% capacity at Suncorp Stadium. I'm going for South sentimentally because we know that they've got more flash. They've got more points in them. But Penrith, banged up, they're going to be tough to roll, given they were beaten last year in the decider by the Melbourne Storm. It'd be a massive game. It'd be, well, it's going to be a massive game. It would be bigger if it was in Sydney. But, of course, COVID-19 has had other plans. Great to have you on board, Skeet. Pleasure, Jimmy. Thanks for your company this Saturday morning. We'll catch you again next weekend. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.